0: Even the audio. Like when I was doing Kristen, and then uh, it was the first time we used the headphones. So I'm listening back, and I'm realizing that the headphones aren't picking up a lot of the noise and everything that the other microphones are picking up. Yeah. And what happened was is I think Lamont and I got way too fancy stuff like those microphones are like really <laughs> good audio microphones so it can hear the air conditioner it can hear tips scratching it can hear well i like it when it when it picks up like um like when we're opening up beer bottles and stuff yeah you know like i wanted to hit hear that but i don't want it to hear the toilet in the background <laughs> or whatever you know what i mean but steven i'm um I got Stephen Busaka with me today. You guys are uh, listening to the Real Guy podcast, and um, Stephen and I are going to do something a little different today. We're going to start a uh, series, um, probably I think it's going to be like a 10-part series. And what I wanted to do, Busaka, was um, talk about the philosophy, or at least my philosophy um, of fishing, or different philosophies. You know, because I think everybody has a different philosophy on why they fish or conservation or how they look at things. So philosophy isn't something that people actually, you know, usually talk about. But when you sit down like this, you can actually get into, like, real philosophy. You know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> Are you following me? I'm, dude, I'm on board with you 100%. Do you think... um you think sport fishing is more of a hobby or a sport?
1: That's a good question. Is sport fishing more of a hobby or a sport? Right. To me, it's more of a hobby, and I'll tell you why. Why? When I think of sport fishing, so I'm I'm I think like offshore. So your marlin, your sailfish, wahoo, stuff like that. But usually, you know, mahi—they're all kind of encompassed in that in that area, but. With sport fishing, it seems to me like they're actually keeping the majority of stuff that they're actually catching, which to me is more of a hobby than necessarily a sport. Now, game fishing. Hold on a second, because they're
0: because they're harvesting the fish.
1: Yeah, that, that's feel, just my
0: opinion. You feel it's more of a hobby. I feel it's more of and, a hobby. And if you if if you're letting the fish go, you feel it's more sport. More of a
1: sport. So that's a, that's I say game fishing, which is what. You know, I typically do so snook, jack, stuff like that. That to me is more sporty, I would say, than hobbyish.
0: Huh. See, now that proves my point exactly. Everybody f- has a different philosophy or outlook on fishing, and like I don't think I don't. First of all, it's called sport fishing, so in my mind, that makes it a sport. Yeah. You know, I mean, if, it, if the term is called sport fishing, but more importantly, the reason I think it's a sport more than a hobby, if you actually are sport fishing, that um, you can practice and practice and practice and get better. And then you can raise the bar and put yourself at a higher level. And then once you achieve that, you can raise the bar and put yourself at a higher level. Okay. And if you don't do that, there's no way to get to the higher levels in the sport. I see. And where, that's a good point. Where a lot of hobbies don't really work that way. Like, like for instance, I think like, you know, these guys are like big into model making. Cars. Um, boats. Boats. But, but they're big into, you know, and they're, into, you know, they're making the model. It's not like they can't make their model bigger and better every time. But it's not, it's always just, it's model making. There's a, there's an instruction list on how to put it together. You know what I mean? That to me is a hobby.
1: See, now I'm actually going to contradict myself here now, because now you've got me thinking.
0: Well, you can't Another contradict reason. yourself.
1: It's philosophy. You can well, say yeah, anything. It's yeah, kind of like true. economics. It's all, you know, <laughs> in the eyes so, of beholder. I actually, now that I'm thinking about it too, sport fishing, I could see it as a sport. And let me tell you Why? because when you think of sports, you think of teams and people that sport fish, like let's say Marlin, for example, when you used to do the Marlin tournaments right, that's a team in the Bahamas, people. that's a team effort, right. like a sport. Right. So it could be looked at as, it, you could look at it both ways. But for me personally, my first thought was always, to me, the sport fishing is a little bit more of a hobby, only because they're kind of keeping what they catch. Because to me, sportsmen like not as a like, but just it to me. I feel like it's more because they used to say to me, "I'm fishing to eat, not to play."
0: You know, I had you know, like I had the series that I wanted to do. Yeah. And I, I was going. to... I wrote down you know a bunch of different things um, that I thought you know was that you should bring up when you're talking about fishing philosophies. And if you look at uh, the last one that I wrote, I fishing, only fish eat, eat, fishing for harvest or fishing to eat because yep. a lot of people. And we're going to do that in, a, in another series. And that's why I wanted to make this, you know, multiple series. Yeah. But, um, yeah, there's a, there's, a, there's a whole ideology out there that people just want to eat what they catch. And the only reason they fish is to it's eat. Is to eat. And that's, that's one way of looking at mm-hmm. it. I wish I knew a little bit more about the game of golf. I never really played before. You know, I've done it in, like, the driving range and putt-putt golf. Yeah. But nothing in between. I've never played around. But I watch it on TV. And I see, you know, they have the different um, leagues and levels, you know, all the way up to like Tiger Woods and the guys playing for the masters. Then they have, you know, like a minor league level. Then they have, you know, the level coming out of college, you know, like real sports. You know what I mean? yeah. And then they have the courses and some are more difficult than others, you know, and then I don't know how the scoring works. So they adjust the scoring that way. And to me, um, that's kind of the way fishing works. You know what I mean? Like your evolution of an inshore fisherman, for instance, is, okay, so you start off fishing for jacks and mackerels and ladyfish and things that you can like throw a jig at and, you know, a lure. Maybe and, a piece of cut
1: shrimp piece, or something right, like a, that. Live
0: shrimp or, you know, you know, basic fundamental way of fishing. And then you learn how to do that. And then you get good at that. And then you say, well, geez, you know, my favorite at all this is, you know, this little baby tarpon. So I'm going to try to do that on fly. You know, and then you raise the bar for yourself. And then you practice over and over and over again until you can do really good with getting those juvenile tarpon on fly. So then what do you do is you save up your dough to get a 10 weight. Then you get a 10 weight fly rod. And then you want to catch the 40 to 80 pound tarpon. And then you work at it, and you practice, and you get better, and then you do that. And then you go and you get the big mega 12 weight, and then you go with Carl Ball or somebody, you know, like can really put you on a giant tarpon and the keys on the flats, and you're ready for the moment, and you've worked at it, and you've practiced, and you were thought about it, and you rehearsed it in your mind, and then you made it work. So That's a
1: sport. That is a sport, and i tell you what, I'm glad that you brought up, uh, that you brought up Carl Ball And all of this stuff about you kind of do something that you're like, how can I kind of take myself to the next level? Right, you raise the bar for yourself. You got to raise the bar. Now you know me. I'm beach fisherman. Snook is my favorite. I love catching jack and snook on the beach. Still love doing it. Right. But I did kind of think to myself, you know, so I was in Bimini about uh, two weeks ago, and had an absolute blast. And when I went down there, all I kept hearing about is bonefish. Bonefish this, bonefish that. You gotta catch bonefish. The bonefish man. That bonefish man. You know what right? I Right. And you know, and you know, every time I come over to your house, you know, the first thing that always catches my eye is that bonefish, that trophy bone that you got mounted up there above the TV. And I've been watching videos for a while. I just thought to myself, I really want to catch one of these things. They're considered one of the hardest inshore game fish to catch. I said, let's do this. So I went down to Bahamas. Was hoping that maybe I might be able to walk out to the flats to get to him. Unfortunately, in Bimini, you can't walk out to him. They're on the other side. You need a boat to get to him. That's okay. So then I thought to myself, hmm, Carl Ball. Let me reach out to Homeboy and see. What do you mean you thought to yourself Carl Ball? Oh, wow. Well, you didn't think to I didn't yourself Carl Ball. I introduced I you to Carl Ball. You introduced me to Carl Ball. You know Ball. that Carl Ball is a real guy. <laughs> and then
0: you asked me, I want to get a bonefish. And I said
1: call Carl. You did and You You even (laughs) sent to me his phone number too. (laughs) Right. So So anyway, you didn't just think to yourself. (laughs) I know. I didn't just think to myself. (laughs) Um, I thought out loud, but, um, so so I reached out to Carl yesterday and I basically said to him, I said, listen, I said, he says, when do you want to go? And I said, listen, I said, I have never caught a bonefish in my life. I said, you tell me. When is the when you think is going to be the best time that's going to present me with the best opportunity to catch one? Right. And he told me when. So we're going to book the trip around that time. Now, with bonefish, for somebody that's never caught one, there's a way that you start off. You usually start by chumming. So you'll chum. But then my goal is then you keep practicing that. Who who told you that's the way you start off? Well, to me, it just seemed. Is
0: that you you figured it out? I mean, that's your game plan? That's my game plan. So that's how you figure you're going to slowly
1: raise the bar. It's like, all right, first I'll chum them. First we'll chum them. Okay. Then we'll sight cast them. Because I've heard that is about the most exciting thing you can do is sight cast a bonefish. Right. And then the next level, which this is going to take, take some time, is the fly rod. <laughs> but now in order to do that, I'm going to have to start practicing with a fly rod. But it, again, it, it, just, it ties back into how you were saying, you know... To, you want to keep raising the bar for yourself. Yeah, well, do first get your first bonefish. That's what we got to do first.
0: Slowly, you know, and that's the other thing too. And that's why um, fishing is more of a sport than a hobby is you can't rush it.
1: You got to practice.
0: Well, you can, you can only do what you can do. You know, you can't become great at tarpon fishing without going through the motions. You know, some people are more of a natural at it than others. Yeah. Some people have better vision than others, which will help you with bone fishing and that kind of thing. But there's no way, there's no quick route. There's no, you know what I mean? It it takes time time and practice. And also, too, is you got to know, like, um, in any sport, you have basic fundamentals in the sport. You know what I mean? And you have to practice your basic fundamentals in the sport. And if you don't have your basic fundamentals, there's no way to get better. There's no way to advance. That doesn't happen in hobbies. You know what I mean? That's a good point. So today, after this podcast, and hopefully after everybody else is listening too, maybe they open up their minds and realize that sport fishing is really a sport and you can advance at it at a sportsman-like level you know what i mean but and it takes time well there's I mean, too michael jordan didn't win the friggin all those championships and become michael jordan before he did what you have to do to achieve those types of things i mean how many free throws do you think michael uh jordan has taken over the years <sighs> Right. How many times did he practice those shots? How many, you know, and just, I mean, but again, he started with basic fundamentals and grew upon that and then became, you know, the world's greatest basketball player or whatever. You know, um, Carl Ball, in my opinion, is a master at a sport. He's the Michael Jordan of Biscayne Bay. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? Yes. I mean, you're getting like multiple grand slams in Biscayne Bay. He's
1: consecutive with it.
0: Right. Multiple Grand Slams in Biscayne Bay, which is like the, in my opinion, that's like the Masters. Like, I know something about golf, but I'll I'll roll with it. It's like the Masters tournament. Biscayne Bay, if you can do it in Biscayne Bay, that is the highest level. And Carl's doing it on a consistent basis. And why is that? Well, it's because he lives in the 954. Biscayne Bay is his arena to play in. And he has mastered his arena. He's mastered his course. And it's taken him years to do it too. Oh, dude! Hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of trips. He's been fishing that for how long now? Is it thirty years? Probably, probably longer than that. I mean, he grew up here. Just, I mean, as soon as he could get down there, I imagine that's when he started. We're gonna get Carl on here for one of the um, we do episodes. Hey, um,
1: well, after he and I do that bonefish trip, I think that'd be a good show with all of us.
0: Yeah, it'd be a great show, and then also too, you know, going into the you know heat of summer. You know, both Carl and I slow down a little bit, so um this is the time when we usually get together. You know, like last year he was doing yeah. triple live with us and you know, he comes out to the LunkerCon we has it when we have it here. Yeah and um I just uh I, I always like being around Carl. And you know, I think a lot of a lot um has to do with this like I respect the dude. And again, you respect the dude because he is a master at his sport. And the only way to become a master at your sport is to put in the time and dedication and effort. And because he does that, you know that he's a hard-working son of a bitch. So you look over there, and you whether you like him or not, it's irrelevant. And you look over there, and you're like, that's Carl Ball. You respect that.
1: You know what else? You know you what know, another thing I've, I've grown to really appreciate about Carl Ball and respect? He is a master at what he does. Again, he is like the Michael Jordan of Biscayne Bay. Right. The Tiger Woods of Biscayne, whatever you want to call him. But when you talk to that guy, I mean, he doesn't try to flaunt it or anything like that. He's not arrogant. I mean, he is the most down. He wears it well. Dude,
0: he's a humble person. He is. And when you put in that kind of work,
1: it makes you a humble person. Because I guarantee you, as good as he is, he's probably been humbled quite a few times himself. It's the
0: only way to get that good. Yeah. It's the only way to get that good. And that's my last point in this podcast. That's why sport fishing is a sport, and it's not a hobby. Don't say I never learned you not in I do. You learn
1: me something every time we talk. <laughs> that was a great episode. I can't wait to do more for this series. Oh, I can't wait. It's going to be a blast.
0: Well, I mean, I just think it's something that you know, uh, it's a topic that everybody wrestles with, and um, but it's rarely addressed. Yeah. Like, well, you taught me something today. And I hope I taught you something today and through this series, maybe we can teach somebody else and then uh, we'll just run that dog
1: like you do on The Real Guy Network. Amen to that, brother. Amen.